Hello, and welcome to She's Big Time Now, a podcast for women who are refusing to play small. My guest today is Wani Tubman. She is the mastermind behind Soul Bomb Sisters, a beauty and wellness company specializing in products and services to help you recharge your mind, your body, and your soul. Wani came to the U.S. as a child, but has always stayed connected to her Liberian roots, even using the power of African oils, butters, and herbs to create handcrafted products. Her resilience and determination to cultivate a name for herself has gotten national attention and landed her in Essence Magazine. On the show, she shares how she dealt with the naysayers, the strategy she used to build her confidence and overcome the fear of launching a business, and how she carved out a niche for herself in the beauty and wellness industry. Let's get into the show. I'm so excited to introduce you to this amazing woman today, Wani Tubman. She is doing great things. And as you heard, you know, how many people can actually say they launched a beauty brand and she has done that. And you know what? She is joining us to give us all her golden nuggets. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Joy. Thank you so much for having us. So it's a pleasure being here today and talking to you. Well, I always, you know, the premise of this show is really to help people figure out what does it take to make it big? We see people like you and we think, what is the secret? So I want to start with that first question. What is the secret, do you believe, behind why you've been so successful? I think my family, I have to attribute it to that. You know, um, the family gives you that confidence, that grounding, that sort of like you can do whatever you put your mind to. And I came from a very loving home. And so I, I really feel like, um, you know, and in life, I also believe that you go through cycles, right? So the same way you can go up, you can go down. And if you don't have this sort of solid foundation, when you go down, you can get lost. So I, I really want to attribute it to to having, you know, uh, my mother and my father, my my sisters, and just sort of the, especially my mom, who really instilled like the sense of family and the importance of that. So really, your community helps you. Well, I love what you said about that. And I also want to dig a little bit deeper because confidence, there was something you said about how your family and even having the confidence to believe that you can do it. How important, you know, of course, your family gave you that foundation, but how important was it for you to have that confidence knowing, hey, I can do this? Yeah, very, because I remember I, I tell this story about when I, I lived in Miami and I was with a very good friend of mine. We lived, I, I was living in Miami, working for him, and it just wasn't fulfilling for me, right? Um, um, it was just the beginning of the industry of, of the internet, and I wanted to be part of that. And he, I was working um, 
helping him with his uh, art auction business. And I was like, I want to go to graduate school. And so I'm going to have, I applied to NYU and I got in. So I'm telling him, listen, I'm going to go to graduate school. I got into NYU and I want to go. And he was so upset. He told me, how can you go? You're never going to make more than the money that you're making here with me, especially as a black woman. I treat you so well. And I was so shocked and taken aback by by him saying that to me, you know, and I think if I didn't have the confidence to say like, you know, like what, uh, I would have probably felt defeated and maybe even somewhat believed him. But if, for me, it was like, are you joking? Like, I'll show you that I'm more than this $40,000 salary that he was paying me. I think it wasn't even that, but he was like, his promise was I'll pay you more money so that, and I think it was something like that. And I was like, no, I don't think so. I think I'm going to go to get my graduate degree. And it was having that confidence in myself that somebody that was a really good friend of mine, that we were friends and hanging out all the time together would say something like that to me as if that was my only value was at that level, you know, so confidence was really important and it didn't break me. It didn't, it didn't make me feel like, wow, like maybe he's right. There was never a doubt in my mind that, that I'll show you, you know, it's like, okay, that's what you think. I'll show you. And you know, what's interesting about that to me is it's so sad that sometimes it's the people around us Mm -hmm. who we have to protect our dreams and our visions and things like that from because for this person to say what you're a black woman what do you think I'm giving you an opportunity and you yeah. think you can be something great you think you can go to grad school and that after that great things are going to happen for you and so when you when you think back to that that story of that time have you ever went back and talked to him and him see you now as this multi um, six-figure entrepreneur I'm curious what is he saying these days well I think it, uh, he he realized it, it wasn't really about me. It was about him. He didn't want to lose me as a friend or whatever. I'm not sure. And so it was more a way of a manipulation tactic. I think that was for him to make me feel insecure. Um, and so he, he, he did apologize, you know, he did apologize to me and, to, you know, and, and made an effort to, to say that how sorry he was in terms of that. So I didn't really take it to heart because I didn't really, I didn't even receive it, to be honest, right? Ooh, that's was, good. Yeah, I didn't because I was just like, I mean, first of all, I was surprised that he even I thought that way in terms of like black women because he was not, he was, uh, uh, he was not black, but I, I just was so like, really? I thought we were like, I didn't think we saw each other in those in that way, right? So I, it was very mm. surprising to me that 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 he 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 thought that way it was actually very. It felt very foreign to me. So I didn't receive it. So it was just like, okay, whatever. Uh, you're having a bad day, and he did apologize for you know for for that. So it, it, it was a non-story. I wasn't looking to him for validation. I didn't need his validation. He wasn't paying my tuition to go to NYU. I mean, who's not, who's not going to, who's going to get into a program in NYU and somebody says, the only thing he should have said was, 
great. When you're back, we'll, we'll be able to do more. You know what I mean? Right. But you know what I love that you said uh, is that you didn't receive it. You didn't receive it. And I think that goes back to, like you said, that confidence mindset that your family, you know, instilled in you over those years so that you didn't see, you didn't have a limiting belief system so that once somebody came and said something in, you know, contrary to what you saw for yourself, you were able to move forward. And, you know, I think the question that is next is, do you now, you know, you went to NYU, but that is just the beginning for you. You know, you went on to launch, you know, your own beauty brand, Mm -hmm. Soul Balm Sisters. And to do this and go on and do this, do you finally see yourself as big time? I know at that point, you probably weren't looking at it in that way. But now when you look at yourself, do you have the confidence to see yourself as big time? I have the confidence to see that I can make this business work. I feel like we are just beginning, right? And it's a process and that I'm on the right path in terms of my journey, right? There are times where you don't feel like this is, there are times where you feel like, what have I gotten myself? This is so hard. This is whatever. But there's never a day where I feel like I'm doing, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. I'm not on that path. I don't have a doubt in terms of like, I, I will, I am running my own beauty brand. I am putting uh, something into the world that is not just, I'm not just a consumer, I'm a giver and I'm trying to share my journey with others. And I feel like that for me is the success is the big time. And then whatever comes is just sort of the icing on the cake. Right. But every day when I wake up and I put my best foot forward, some days we're going to have bad days. Uh, the package got lost right now. I'm dealing with some, some shipments that got lost in in Spain because we ship all over the world and I'm like you know the customer was really trying to give a gift to some friends and so we're dealing with that now but it's like okay how do we push forward it's not the end of the world we we will there there's a solution you know and so in that sense it's where I feel like that's how we win by having the positive mindset by knowing that um every day you put your you you make progress right and the, and if you're making progress, that's that's my goal. I'm making mm. progress, and my that's and your good. journey your journey doesn't ha- your journey ends when you when you no longer exist, right? So we will always be we should always be striving for the for the mountain, right? There's never I don't I mean like going to graduate school. I worked at Goldman Sachs. I could have been like, okay, this is the end. Uh, but I wanted more, right? I wanted more. I worked for big brands. I, I wanted more. And doing a beauty business was starting all over because my background was in tech, right? So I didn't know anything about marketing. I didn't know anything about formulating. I didn't know anything about half of the things that I, ha- I had to learn. But what I did learn was that I'm always a student, Right. And so when I put my mind to something, I go out and try to make it happen for me. And and that's what I'm doing. So it's I'm pursuing this dream and uh, moving forward with it, which is so 
you know, when you think about, which is so interesting because you didn't, like you said, I didn't have the marketing. I didn't have any of that. So when you got ready to launch your beauty brand, what did you have? I know you had, it seemed like, of course, determination, you said, and I was a student to learn, but what did you have? Because I really want another woman to get this. Like you did not have it all together. You didn't have the pieces all together. It was a journey. Yeah, I didn't. I did have, um, I did have years of experience in terms of uh, working for big corporations. I did have a technology background, so I could leverage that, right? I had come from working for beauty brand, other beauty brands and, and did know how to do e-commerce. I learned I, I, uh, e-commerce and digital marketing. So I did have some things. Obviously, I was also educated, right? something that I, I leaned on. And I also leaned on people that who I was my environment, the people who I was surrounded with, I was surrounding myself with a lot of entrepreneurs, right. And the people who were also making things happen. And one thing I learned about being an entrepreneur, not every, there are entrepreneurs who are in running companies that they don't know anything in terms of about, let's say coding You don't have to be a coder to own a software company, right? That's not even part of what an entrepreneur is. An entrepreneur is someone who knows how to put the right team together, right? Knows uh, if, if, if they don't have the skill of finding the people that, that has it, being resourceful and going out and getting the things that you need to make that happen. Networking, um, uh, being good to people because you never know who, who can help you when you need it. Making connections, that's part of entrepreneurship. So if you're trying to start something, don't feel like, well, I don't have the skill. Like I didn't know how to make products when I started. I started, I had a, a business partner. She was doing that and I would do the e-commerce and the digital market, marketing. And then um, that partnership fell apart and I then had to be the one who was also doing the manufacturing. But luckily for me, I had already started taking courses um, uh, to learn formulating. So then I just continued to do, to do that. I sacrificed time in terms of, okay, I couldn't go to dinners every night or socialize because I had to buckle down and study to come up to speed to be able to at least do x y and z or get someone to help me do that right so you make sacrifices where you need to to be able to get to where you're trying to go but you're never going to have it all perfect so don't let that stop you don't let that stop you That is so good because, and one of the things that I wanted to touch on that you said is surrounding yourself with other entrepreneurs, because Mm -hmm. I do believe there's a synergy when you're around other people who are doing great things. It challenges you to level up. Yes, you have to. And, And so I think that was so good that you were able to surround yourself with people and say, I can do this. So, you know, a lot of people, and I think what I love about your story as well is that, you know, a lot of people think if I'm in my twenties and my thirties and I don't make it, that it's over for me. And I love that you said I could have stopped. And I think a lot of people, we get to this place and we're like, I stopped or I'm stuck. And they don't realize that you can be in your fifties and just be starting. So Mm -hmm. what do you say to people who have the mindset that if it didn't happen for me in my twenties or thirties, that maybe I've missed my opportunity? I would say that that's a limited 
mindset thinking, right? Um, if there's something that you want to happen, you just have, I have faith. I'm a, you know, I believe in God and I believe that if, if he still gives me breath and I still have my health and there's something that interests me and something that sparks my attention, I'm going to give it a try. And it doesn't mean it's always going to, it's going to work out that way, but it, as you're going down that path, you might even be inspired to split and go in a different direction, right? We're always evolving as human beings. We can never be static and still. And I think those people who try to say that I, I can only do this, life is one thing you can guarantee, you can be sure of is, some, is things change, right? We went through a global pandemic. Nobody expected that. We had to change. We had to adjust. We have to. And so those of you, those of us that can can be, you know, be can embrace those changes and 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 rearrange a plan. Those are the ones who are going to make it right. But you're never going to have everything sort of perfect. And and um, and you're always going to be evolving. That's what human. That's what it is. What means to be a human? Yeah, like you're constantly, like you said, you're constantly evolving. And, you know, I want just to give people a perspective. How old were you when you launched the beauty brand? I was over 40. <laughs> Let me just put it that okay, way. You're like, I yeah. tell you exactly, but you were over 40. I, I so was, it's interesting. I wasn't in an, I wasn't young like now everybody's like all about youth right it's like you know everybody's young 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 and only and everything and it's like but you know we're living a lot older right there are a lot of people who are just I had um you know I had a child I was raising him by myself and so that was something that I just wasn't going to sacrifice that to to do it but now that he is older he's out of the house he's good it's my turn. Right. So it's like I could I could have chosen to give it up to give up on 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 my dream of wanting to own own a business or run a business. And maybe it won't even work out. I might get into the space and be like, you know what? I thought I would like to run a business, but it wasn't for me. And that's OK. I've, I still have those seams, the skill sets. I've never lost my skill sets. I'm always like I said, learning new things and I can apply it to maybe a simpler challenge, right? Maybe the, the challenge of the business is, is, is whatever, but I, I, I'm not going to not try something because of I'm too old. Although I tell you, you do think in your mind, you're like, well, you know, everything is so catered towards young, young, young. So am I being foolish to think that this could happen to me? If there is a question in the back of your head, but I just keep putting my best foot forward and uh, watch this space is what I say. That's all I can say. Watch this. Space. Well, I love that because you said you're not going to tell us the exact age, but you were in your 40s yeah. when you launched this. And so you said to yourself, you know what? I know everything may be geared towards younger people, but maybe this is foolish, but I've got to give it a try because I want to go back and kind of get more into your story. Yeah, so you said you grew up, you know, um, your parents instilled in you confidence that you could do this. Did you always have an entrepreneurial bug? Did you always know you wanted to own a business? And where yeah. did that passion come from? I did know that, but I didn't have the confidence to do it. 
to be to be honest, because I didn't grow up in a in a family that encouraged entrepreneurship. It was more about getting a job, you know, going to school, getting your education and going and get a getting a job. But I wasn't a corporate type in my mind. Right. I always felt like not where I belonged. Right. Um, it was interesting. It was interesting. I could do the job, but it was I always even at the different jobs that I have always crafted out a space for myself that was different than the job that I was actually supposed to be doing. So I always was very creative. And then I would always have these little like side hustles, as they call it now, you know, where I would take like I, I started a pillow business where I would go and uh, have pillows made and then sell it in the craft there in Chelsea because I lived in New York for a period of time. Right. So I would do these, I would, I would always try to create that. I had, I started selling, um, handmade soap, right. That we would, that we would buy from distributors and then sell or jewelry that, so yes, I always had the entrepreneurial bug, even as, um, do you know where it came from? I just think it came from me being a creative person and liking to work with my hands and to create and then wanting and the validation of when, you know, like unlike a job where you just get validated by um, maybe an annual review where they say, oh, you did a good job. As an entrepreneur, you get validated by people buying your product, right? So then when someone buys your product, you feel that's your validation. It's like, oh, I made, and, and the idea of putting something that didn't exist into the world, that also was exciting to me. So I feel like I really wanted to, to, to put something to, to be of service somehow, right? And so I feel like that's how, that's how I responded to entrepreneurship. I would, to, it, it allowed me to be creative creative, but it didn't come to me where I was like, I want to be an entrepreneur because it wasn't something that my family encouraged. It was more like, you know, go be a lawyer or a doctor, you know, sort of the very traditional type of, of, um, careers, but I was a creative person. I, I made my own, like I, when I went to prom, I made my own dress. Like I really wanted to be in fashion. That was like, mm. you know, one of my big passions was, to uh to, to be in fashion well you know what's what it what i'm thinking about is it's interesting because at the beginning we were talking about how your parents gave you the confidence and you knew you could go to you know nyu and that you could rock it and you could get your graduate degree but then when it came to the the confidence to launch your business that's something you had to work through so yeah. how did you build your confidence in that area to say I can do it. Did you do affirmations? Like what, how did you get your mindset there when that wasn't something that was instilled in you in that particular area? And that was surrounding myself with this network of people, right? It was modeling behavior, right? Of, of people that I was, that was within, within my network because I saw people doing things that, and I was like, but they're not smarter than me. They're also scared. They're also taking risks. They're also not, a, you know, like a hundred percent sure that, that this is going to work, but they, they're taking the risk. I can do it. In fact, it took me a very long time to even say I, I'm an entrepreneur. Even when I did entrepreneurial type things, it was never um, that in, uh, I always had a job, right? So it was like the entrepreneur was nothing I took something I took like I'm going to pursue this. 
it, it only came to me very late in my life where I said, you know what? I'm not, I don't work anymore. I only do this business. And I put that stake in the ground and said, this is what I want. And I'm going to go for that dream. So it came late and it was a process and it was really being in a space where others that I saw what, what they were doing. And I was like, I can do that too. And, and having that confidence came from surrounding myself with people who were like-minded in the things that I wanted. Wow. Isn't that amazing when you think about it, just simply putting yourself around other people and going, they're not smarter than me. They could do it. They're scared. Why can't I? And that is one of the reasons, even when I think about this podcast, that's so important to me is because when exposure, I always have said that exposure changes perspective. Mm-hmm. When you are exposed to something, oftentimes it will change how you perceive a thing. And it, 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 it in your story is just that just being in that you said, OK, I can do some type of entrepreneurial business. How did you uncover, though, that you would be in the beauty brand business? And not only beauty brand, you know, you ended up, you know, developing soul bomb sisters, Um, You know, you had, you started out with bath bombs and now you're doing steamers and all of that kind of thing. How did you find oils? I mean, your website, I'm looking, I'm like, okay, I need to shop here. I need to get this. (laughs) I mean, just so many great things, luxury things that, you know, lead to self-care. But how did you come to that? Because you said you were over here doing pillows. You know, you're doing pillows, you know, (laughs) trying all these other things. How did you find that? It And in life, there's love, luck, and faith, right? Sometimes it's just luck, being in the right place at the right time and uh, serendipity, whatever, right? I was not planning to do this business. I wanted to do a business. I wasn't clear what it was. I wanted to do a product business. And my friend, she was making bath bombs. Why don't we do this together? And I was like, I, if I was going to do a business, it has to be something that I feel passionate about. So I didn't really know much because I didn't do bath bombs for my personal self. So I was like, I don't know if I, if I would be able to stand behind this business just because it doesn't connect to me. Right. Cause like I told you, my passion was fashion technology. I did a tech, I, I, I worked at a tech business, um, that I, that I did. Uh, so I didn't know, but I spoke to my sister and I, and she was like, Oh, she loves baths. And she's like, for her, a bath is a way for her to reconnect and recharge. And that I could relate to because I love swimming. And that was some swimming was a way that I could reconnect to myself. So the idea of self care was very important for me because it was a way to soothe me for the, you know, like, like I said, the challenges that I had within my life, being a single parent wasn't very easy, you know, having, having a, you know, high, like very stressful corporate job wasn't easy and all of that. So I had to find ways to soothe myself without like in in natural ways. Right. And so meditation was important for me and things like that. So when my sister told me how baths resonated with her, I was like, I can get behind that. And at that time, self-care wasn't even such a big buzzword, right? It only really became such a big buzzword when after the pandemic and people realized like 
that, you know, you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have your health and you're just stressed because you're chasing money, it doesn't really matter. Right. So you do have to take care of yourself. Right. And especially as black women, where I feel sometimes black women are meant to feel so strong and you, you know, hold down the household and the children and do everything. And they don't sometimes want to take, you know, stop and sort of take time for themselves. That was important to me. And I wanted a, a, a way for them to, to, to be able to do self-care. And so I wasn't really looking at it like a beauty brand. It just, it just happened that I do use body butters. I do use oils. I mm-hmm. do enjoy aromatherapy, right? And then this opportunity came across your path. Exactly. And this opportunity came across my path and I just went with it. So that's how sometimes you're just at the right place at the right time. And then the universe puts the stuff together for you. So that's really how it started. You're never going to have a straight path. Don't look for that straight path. It's going to be crooked. Yeah, because you just talking to someone and your friends like, hey, you know, I make these bath bombs. They could be something you're like, huh? You talk to your sister, you you realize there's something in it that resonates with you and you mm-hmm. say, I can move forward. So when you launch, what year did you launch and did you start with one product and how did you grow so quickly? Yeah, I started in 2018. We started with just bath bombs. Um, and like I said, she, my friend was make, manufacturing them and she was doing it in um Pennsylvania. I lived in New York and I was helping in terms of getting the sales. So we did, um, we did private label sales, uh, manufacturing for, you know, brands that are really big. Now we did their bath bombs for them. Um, and so I would be the one going out and getting the customers, getting the orders and stuff like that. I built the website, we doing the, and I would go to all the, um, uh, like essence festivals. We, we did, we did essence festival. We did a lot of these like sort of big shows and, um, it just sort of took off. And then 2020 came, like I said, my partner, she moved on to do her own thing. And then I had to like restart the business again in terms of like, okay, now what am I going to do? You know, I don't know how to make these things. How am I going to make back? How am I going to continue this business and the business I had my job and I had a teenage son that was like I was preparing him to you know for college and he was playing basketball so it was like a lot was going on for me right and so of course I could have been like well I don't have anybody to make bath bombs let's quit no I said okay we will just start from the beginning And then we started doing that. Like I learned how to do, make the product. It took a lot of trial and error. It didn't always go pretty. Um, And at Essence, actually, my customers were asking me for shower steamers. They said, I don't do baths. I take showers. Do you have anything for that? And I didn't at the time. So then I said, well, let me learn what these shower steamers and now shower steamers are one of our bigger, biggest sellers. And it was actually my own recipe that came out of it. Right. That is. Um, so, wait, I got to stop you there because you unpacked a lot of golden nuggets there, Bonnie, <laughs> because first of all, you were probably, you know, you were doing, you know, you were creating these bath bombs under different labels. So you would give it to other companies. I want to make sure people understand that. And Mm -hmm. then you're thinking, hey, we we realize we're onto this. We're starting to get sales. And then your business partner says, I'm out. 
And you had this moment where you could have said, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing over here on this side. But you decided to move forward. And not only did you decide to move forward, you ended up creating your own brand. So how did you... So how did you go from, which is so interesting to me, how did you go from, you know, creating these products to give to other companies, you're losing your business partner, and then you say, you know what, this is not it. I'm going to figure this thing out and I'm going to launch our own brand. Now, if that ain't big time, Wani, I don't know what (laughs) is, but how did you do that? I just didn't want to fail. I just realized that if I stopped, I would fail. And if I, I had nothing to lose, you know? I had, I had everything to gain, right? I had everything to gain and nothing to lose. So I just kept moving forward and I still do every day. That's really what, that there's no, there's no, there's no secret sauce. It's just something in you that either decides like you're going to keep going when things don't work out or you're going to, I don't know, sit and cry. But even mm-hmm. if you sit and cry, then the next day you're going to have to make a decision is this how you want it to end? Is it ending? No. And again, because I'm in this environment with other people who are ambitious, want something, you you know, something, they say something and that triggers that, right? Now we have so many opportunities to be motivated by podcasts, by uh, move, you know, just, there's just so much now in data and information and spend time there, spend time with God, spend time with yourself. Meditate. You'll see what is important to you. No, I no, what you said is so good. Like there's no secret formula, but you just made a decision. At that point, I'm not gonna give up. And then, you know, you end up launching as Soul Bomb Sisters, which I love the name. Mm-hmm. Um Thank you. and you end up going, you know, you know, like you said, you have an order right now from Spain that you're dealing with, you know, all over the mm-hmm. world. So mm-hmm. When did you realize that you had finally kind of cracked the code that you were really on to something now? When I believe that I am going to make a living doing only this business. That was when for me, everything just fell into place where I didn't feel like, let me go back. Let me, go get a job. Because like I told you, even when I had my, 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 um, software business, I was working. Right. So I never was just doing this entrepreneurship. I never even said I was an entrepreneur. Right. I just, it just literally wasn't, those weren't words I used, even though I was actually being an entrepreneur. Right. But because it was just so like, to me, it didn't seem that that's what, that's who I was. Right. It was almost like, that's not me, but it was me, right? So the minute I'm able to say I'm an entrepreneur and I have a business, that mm. was the time I realized that, okay, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And you're going to be more than okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm saying it, it, in, in terms of like, because a lot of the battle you fight is with yourself. For me, that's what it was, right? I, I think I, you're... Like when my friend told me I couldn't make anything, I told you I didn't receive it because I didn't believe it. Right. But if I believe something, that's the one I have to worry about. Right. Because I have to make sure what I believe is something that's going to move me forward, not hold me back. Right. So a lot of times we are our biggest blocker. Right. 
And so we have to get out of our own way, not, not people getting in your way. You have to, I had to get out of my own way to get where I'm going. And when I listen to your story, you're talking about that because at the when you first, you know, took over from your business partner, you were still working your other job. But to get to mm-hmm. a place that you're like, hey, I now officially declare that I mm-hmm. am an entrepreneur and I can do this. And how big has your brand grown to this point? You know, we're in 2023. And what do you think? is next for you? Well, we are on, there are a lot of things in the pipeline right now, right? That I can't really speak about, but um, uh, the brand is growing, right? We had to restructure. So there was some setbacks in terms of that, but it's now sort of at the point where we're at um we're at a new step and then it's just going to get better so we hope you know that's i mean are you in multiple countries are you selling kind of give us an idea of so no i can oh no we only sell online right we only sell on online and the 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 goal is to be able to sort of grow the e-commerce business and then eventually get into retail stores, right? But I want you to also understand that I'm not just trying to be, I'm, I'm actually a manufacturer. They don't have a lot of black women manufacturing companies in the world, period, right? So it's, it's not easy to be a manufacturer. It's a huge investment in terms of like, I want to make my own products. I don't want to use a lot of companies, a lot of beauty brands that you see out there. They have third party manufacturers that make their products for you. And then they just do the marketing and the selling. That's, that's an approach, right? But I'm trying to do something a little bit different. I'm trying to be the manufacturer, right? And so therefore, (laughs) it's a little bit more uh, resource intensive, a little bit more challenging to be able to do that. So it's not just like, I just want to sell products. I want to have a a, 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 a huge warehouse where we make our own products. We ship it out. If we're able to make for others, we can, but that we're able to make products and have them sold globally. But right now we're just simply in the United States. We're only online um, and we sell only online. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't say just only because if you got people buying from you from Spain and you make enough yeah. money, girl, that you were able to hit um, quit your, I'm sure, pretty well paying yeah. job and you are right now <laughs> recording from your warehouse that things are going pretty good. Yes, they're going. They're going good. We, we are. We're going. We're doing well. We're happy. Well, that's good. So I want to leave people with some final golden nuggets from your story. When you look back you know, and you think about how far you've made it now. And I see that you still have big dreams of what's next for you. Is there anything that you wish you had known that you know now that you wish someone had told you? I wish I would have had the courage to start my journey of entrepreneurship earlier, right? Um, Only because Uh, I'm so fulfilled in what I'm doing and I had a lot of struggles trying to fit into a place where I didn't belong. Right. And so I feel like that, and I couldn't figure out like, 
why is it that I'm not um, happy here, right? Why is it that I'm not happy here? And now I know why, but I'm, you know, and I don't, I'm not saying it in terms of regrets or stuff like that, but I feel like when there's something that's tugging at you, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of spend time and explore that. And if that's, and if it comes from a, a place of insecurity, try to work on that insecurity because that's really where your heart, where you should be focused on in terms of that thing that's nugging at you, right? Don't, don't ignore it. Um, don't, don't, uh, be afraid and also look for opportunities when, when you can have them. Right. I think that I didn't, I'm here now today, not because of, um, all the other things that I didn't, that I did before led me to this, right? I come with a lot of experience. I've done a lot of things and I bring all this experience into the current journey and life, uh, life path that I'm on. So all of that is sort of important, but I, I, the only thing that I would say that if I, if I had, um, spent more time with self-care for me, you know, like self caring for myself, I would have come to this, this probable, probable stage right, uh, sooner uh, rather than later. Oh, that's so good. It's like taking the time to really mm-hmm. understand yourself. And I love mm-hmm. that you say that now you just feel like you're so happy in what you do. And you could never mm-hmm. figure out all those years why it didn't make sense, why you didn't feel like settled. But to be able to find that, I think, is so, so key. And so my final question for you is, what do you feel is the best piece of advice you've been given on this journey? Uh, I think the best piece of advice that I've been given is try to, to be kind. I think that's really what it is, because life is about relationships, right? And even if your UPS driver comes and they've probably had a really bad day. And if you're really kind to them, you'll see the difference that he'll, that like how much you light up his day that he will always make sure you get your packages on time or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I, and, and just the simplest things like that, uh, saying hi to the guy behind the counter, uh, you know, those are the people that the little guys that will help you when you least expect it. Those are the people that move businesses, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's not always the guy who you think, oh, there's the big boss and the, the, the one that everybody is already like, you know, uh, looking up to and paying deference to, but the small guy, the guy who's in the garden or the guy who's, um, you know, picking up picking up the mail or delivering the mail or the guy that's sweeping the floor. I just feel like being small, being kind to, 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 to like people is, will take you far. That's huge. And I think that is so true because you never know. And you said something in the beginning, you said, you know, just as you come up, you can also come down and the way you go up, it may mm-hmm. impact the way you come down or in the, you know, in that whole process. And this has really been, yeah. you know, enlightening for me. And you have really inspired me today because I watch you go from someone who said, you know what, I didn't know anything about this particular industry 
but I did it. I lost my business partner. I didn't give up. I rebranded and I came back with Soul Balm Sisters. And guess what? I've continued to add new products. And guess what? I'm going to be in retail stores someday. And guess what? I am an entrepreneur. Love it. Correct. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. And that's another episode of She's Big Time Now. What was your biggest aha moment from today's show? For me, it was the power of your network to build your confidence. I never even thought about it like that. But when you surround yourself with people that are going places, you may discover you find the courage within yourself to go after your big dreams. It's a good time to ask yourself, do I need to expand my circle? This definitely has me thinking. If you are inspired by the women you hear on my podcast, please share this with a friend, subscribe to the show and leave a review. Your support will help more people find us. To learn more about our guests, visit She'sBigTimeNow.com. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>